want you to close your eyes and follow my voice. Draw in your mind a picture of that thing that scares you the most, the thing that paralyzes you. The thought of it runs chills down your spine. Now imagine you had to face this fear every day. Imagine you had to pretend you're not scared of it about five times a day. You know, you can run away from this because this of what you're so afraid of will be with you forever. This is what having an eating disorder feels like. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to TAF International. I'm Maria Fernandez, Head of Public Relations and European Union Affairs, and I'm so honored to be here with TAF founder, President of TAF International, a medical diplomat to the African Union and Common Market of the South. So how are you feeling, TAF founder? Hi, good afternoon. I'm feeling great. It's been a long day, a little tired, but work has to be done. Yeah, definitely work has to be done. And here we are, getting work done. So we are continuing our open conversations about mental health in this Mental Health Awareness Month, which is May. And as you already know, we talk about anxiety in the last episode. So exactly. this, week, mm -hmm, this week we'll be taking a step forward and we'll be discussing eating disorders. So now um, we're going to be talking about triggering issues such as eating disorders and body dysmorphia. So let's first state a trigger warning for our listeners because this topic is especially difficult to uh, listen and to talk about. So this is a trigger warning for you all there. If you've had uh, to go through any of these issues, you may consider not listening to this or being with someone while doing it. So just to discuss that. So, Chef Founder, what do you know about eating disorders? Um, well, first of all, I want to like really show appreciation to the audience and myself also on behalf of the foundation that you kind of let people know that if they've gone through an eating disorder or they have any kind of mental health disorder that involves eating disorders, it's important to either be warned before you start listening or to have someone next to you before you start listening. Because, yeah, listening to something that you might have overcome might involve triggering it again in your mind. And you don't, we don't want anyone to go into a state of panic. So thank you for that. Um, eating disorders. Um, the thing that I know about eating disorders, I think, honestly, are the basics that everyone knows. A few types of eating disorders I know, anemia, bulimia. And usually it's a mental health disorder, like we know, because it involves what you think personally in your mind about yourself and your body. And that translates into how you eat or you don't eat. Actually, some people, when they decide, when they've gone through mental disorders, health disorders that involves this, it's nothing religious when they say, I'm fasting, so I'm not eating this week or this month. It's a matter of something is wrong with me, and that's why I'm not eating, or something is wrong with me, and then I'm going to food for comfort, because maybe there's nowhere else to go. So I think there are many types. I honestly don't really know. I'm not voiced in eating disorders, but I'm um, really excited well, I'm for you I'm excited to that you are excited, and I think you've uh, summed it up pretty well. <laughs> um, but... My goal today 
is not to really get deep into eating disorders because they are very complex. They are very common also and very unknown to the uh, population because they are very stigmatized. Um, we are scared of them, but we should not be scared of them because we are afraid of that um, that we don't know. So my goal today is to, um, like with a brush, to paint on this canvas, like it's our listener's mind, and a simple image of what an eating disorder is like, what they um, do to a person, and how someone can help other persons overcome this. Because I think it's really important. And um, as I it's important to know about them because the thing about eating disorders and the thing that not many people know is that it is and it's really normal and common to go through an eating disorder and not know about it. You can have an eating disorder and not know about it because your mind is, this disease is a liar. It traps you inside and makes you isolate yourself. So um, it gives you the impression that you're doing the right thing. For example, starve yourself or um, overeat, for example. But true at all. So I think it's really important to understand for everyone, those who have it, those who don't, to know what this is about and really know the facts because that way you can't someone or yourself because there's been people that spend years and I swear this happens a lot years with an eating disorder and they do not know about it really scary and really uh weird to think if you think about it like how one not know have a mental illness wow that's that's really shocking and that actually gave me goosebumps because i think everyone goes through a mental health disorder of some type of some sort but if we don't start talking about them and how they are and you are educating us this month about what they are and how they are not to start saying i must have this eating disorder and i'll become hypochondriacs meaning that we all just start thinking we have something we don't have but it's just be it's good to know that when you do have these kinds of symptoms you don't panic and start going, what is wrong with me? I can't contact my doctor. I don't know what's wrong with me. You just have an idea of what it could be. Because unless you've seen a professional who said, I know it's this for sure because I've consulted you for weeks, then you can start finding tools. But when you have a conversation like this, you make that effort of making people know that it's normal, it's human. It's yeah, not, it doesn't make you different agree. in a way that it's bad. I think it's really important to, to know about it and not to freak out. And to, to treat it as what it is, which is an illness. Uh, having an, for example, um, society and people in general are really prone to say, oh, she's anorexic because she's thin. Or she's bulimic. But she's not. Imagine has anorexia. She's not anorexic. She has anorexia which is completely different and it's really important because this illness um, changes your um, thought patterns and makes you think that you are not valuable 
that okay. the whole uh the, your whole body is the only important thing and takes food as a way or to punish yourself or to try and control things when you are in an environment don't have control over anything maybe you uh, live under a household that treats you badly and you can do anything about it because maybe you're whatever um the only thing that you can actually control apparently is your food choices so you start without really thinking about it change the way that you to try and change something and there are, and those things have no relation your life your body have no relation at all like the way you look is not the same as who you are it doesn't determine your worth and that's why i say this illness is a liar and it's lean hell to go through one of these illnesses and it's really important to stop them and to know that no one chooses to go through one of these no one so uh, we'll talk at the end about how you can help someone this but things like just eat is not helpful at all because uh, it's not that you don't want to eat like well I won't eat like if you do eat you are worthless you are nothing you see what I mean yeah I understand what you mean it's 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 a horrible situation to go through because food is part of nutrition and your body needs nutrition to function in every way from your brain to your heart to your lungs to your muscles to your interactions with human beings to studying to working to just living so actually an eating disorder i never thought of it as something as serious as this because it's very serious but now that you've like brought out these underlying conditions that come with um eating disorders it makes me go like but if you don't know why it's important to eat or you starve yourself because you just don't know and you don't have reasons behind it that are personal or religious you just starve yourself non-stop for days for weeks without eating anything for a whole day you are basically destroying the structure of your body the proteins that build your body it's it's interesting i didn't want to do too much research into it because i wanted to hear a different perspective as opposed to just what i medically think or what i medically know but Thank you for like bringing it in this sense because I think it's a bit, it's a lot more drawing when it comes to the audience. Um, thank you for saying that. Um, like my goal is to, um, as you said, give the uh, in like make people forget about that image of eating disorder, eating disorders that many movies or TV shows show that are like romanticized and uh, we tend to say she's anorexic or she's bulimic or we tend to live from diet to diet non-stop when summer comes we say hey we gotta get shred because you gotta have a fit body to to wear a bikini for example and this is part of our normal way of talking for some people this is maybe not so much of an issue but for others the simple um fact of hearing things like hey you look skinny today or you look 
fat or I don't really like how that shirt looks on you or I do like like any comment towards a, a person's body to a person suffering from an eating disorder can destroy them and it's a really serious illness and that's what I want to um, get through this podcast like it's not something that you choose you do not choose to have cancer just as you do not choose to have an eating disorder so we have to stop blaming people for not wanting to eat because it's not that they do not want to eat or that they cannot stop eating is the implications of what eating means for example you know so um, an eating disorder is an illness uh, that revolves around irregular eating habits and severely damage, damage, sorry, body image. Um, it can go, as you said, from not enough eating to eating too much. And although the most known ones are anorexia nervosa and bulimia nervosa, there are others that are really, really common and misdiagnosed because most people um, don't know about them. And therefore, they think um, their symptoms are normal behavior. That's what I was talking about at the beginning. Like, people go through an eating story years without knowing that that's not the normal way of eating, you know, or not eating. So, um, I want to get through a few of them really quickly. Because I think it's really important to really know what these are about to talk about them. So I'm going to be talking about the most common ones. Um, the first two are anorexia nervosa and bulimia nervosa, which are the most talked about eating disorders. But they are not the most common ones, which is funny if you think about it. Yeah. So anorexia nervosa, um, well, people with uh, this disorder may limit their food intake or compensate uh, for this intake through various purging behaviors like uh, exercising too much or not eating uh, afterwards for, I don't know, a whole day, you know, or fasting or taking diet pills or laxatives, you know. Yeah. Um, they have an intense fear, like uh, agonizing fear of gaining weight, even when they are severely underweight. Anorexia can be um, very damaging to the body, as you as a doctor already know, because over time, people with uh, anorexia um, may experience the thinning of their bones, infertility, brittle hair and nails, and the growth of um, like a layer of fine hair all over the body because your uh, body temperature goes down so hard that the body tries to keep itself warm by growing more hair wow i did not even know that i've never heard of that not even medically not through medical school all the things i've done i've never heard of that that's very interesting yeah i've never heard of that honestly well that's interesting uh that's why i mean that they are not really talked about that much but they are well well for example in severe cases anorexia can result in heart brain or even multi-organ failure and death. And anorexia has the highest mortality rate of any psychiatric disorder, which is insane. And people still think 
that these uh, people with anorexia, they just don't want to eat. And that's why I think it's really important to really understand the extent of these illnesses. Yeah, it's so interesting you're saying that because I also mentioned through medical school from Budapest and doing parts in Spain and also doing practices in, in France and in Scandinavia, we never learned about nutrition. I never learned that my blood type, this was not something I learned in medical school, but your blood type determines what you're supposed to eat. So I is an O negative. Each person gets their blood type from their parent, their mom or their dad. I got mine O positive from my mother. So that means that I need to have a high protein, low carb diet, but my proteins need to be very natural proteins. So when you have people who need to start craving meat because they want to eat meat, that's their body saying you need proteins. But your proteins don't always have to come from meat. Your proteins can come from beans, from chickpeas, from so many other things. And I was like, why did I never learn this in medical school? Why did I spend so many years in medical school and different practices in different countries? But once you realize that it's all the same system, because it's all the same medical system, you might do course A in this part in this week. And then in another school, they're doing it in the next year, but it's the same thing. And that's a problem with education. Every type of education is that they need to be modernized with the issues that are going on. Now you brought up a topic as mental health that so many people around the world are talking about, but many doctors are not voiced in it because you don't learn that through, through school. So you think I have to go through a nutrition school to learn to become a nutritionist, to learn about what to eat. But that's what you should learn about as a person going through medical school or a doctor. You should know what nutrition is. You should know that people need to find out their blood types because it tells them what they're supposed to eat. Why? Because when you eat food and it goes into your stomach, it gets digested. All those nutrients get passed from your blood to all your other organs. So why did I never learn this in medical school? And that's why this foundation to me has been so important. It was either the prestigious um, uh, title in society or the foundation where I can keep on learning for the rest of my life because we can always learn without putting a stop to it that I'm Dr. Whoever now and that's just the end of it. So thank you for, and I mean, I'm learning so much now. So I imagine the audience are also learning so much, but I want people to know that everything is not a matter of my doctor knows everything. My health practitioner knows everything. The health entrepreneur knows everything. The public health consultant knows everything. That's not true. That's why we need to have these conversations because so many people know so many other things, but we all depend on the doctor, the nutritionist, the physician, the this to tell us everything. And that's not how we should work anymore. I don't think it should work like that. Yeah, it's really strange. And like to think that in medical school, you're not taught the thing that you gotta do every day, which is eat. <laughs> exactly. There you go. That's the funny part of it. We will learn how to... Um, work with dead bodies from day one to cut up hearts, to find out the names of all the muscles in the body, all the organs in the body, how to do stitches, how to do this, how to do that. But we don't even learn about mental health or we don't learn about nutrition. And we might do psychiatry in medical school, but it's always those like underlying physical Mm -hmm. Psych psychiatric problems that someone is screaming and someone needs to be held down and someone is running around like in quotes, a crazy person, but we don't go back to where that started. And that's why psychology and psychiatry, the, the two courses in medical school that I have the most respect for, because like I said to so many people, 
everything starts in your mind and from your mm-hmm. mind it explains and translates into your body and then all those psychiatric problems medical problems start happening yeah I, it's really strange and frightened to think about that like your own doctor not having an idea of what you're going maybe someone with an eating disorder can go to a doctor and say hey i think i may have this or even i think i may have depression and some doctors if they don't see for example like uh cut marks like you've self-harmed they do not do not think you have depression which is crazy yeah and that can lead to many uh suffering many deaths that is just unbelievable well well let's keep going because um we also have bulimia nervosa which is an another disorder that's really uh talked about but in the right way so people with bulimia eat large amounts of food in short periods of time they binge you know uh, and then purge they they take laxatives they over you know they fear gaining weight despite being at a normal weight and that's the difference between anorexia anorexia and bulimia is that anorexic people and they don't don't eat that much and they tend to be underweight but you can have anorexia and be um at a normal weight or even overweight So it's, it's really complex. Right? That's why I said it's really complex because these are like guidelines, but it's not the norm for everyone. So a person may be in a normal weight, but have behaviors that are those of anorexia. But the thing with a normal or like the common bulimia nervosa is that they fear gaining weight, but they are at a normal weight because they eat tons of food but then uh puke you know or try to compensate for it in another way so side effects of bulimia may include an inflammated and sore throat it can even lead to throat cancer uh swollen salivary glands warm worn tooth enamel tooth decay acid reflux irritation of the gut severe dehydration because you just keep puking so the, the water intake is almost impossible to to really drink you know because if you keep putting the, the food out that water and that that goes out with your food um, and for example also hormonal disturbances and in severe cases bulimia can also create an imbalance of um, things like sodium, potassium, calcium, and even cause strokes or heart attacks. So it's really um, severe also. And um, yeah, but um, now I'm going to talk about the most, one of the most common ones, and one um, at the same time, one of the most stigmatized and ignored ones which is binge eating disorder. I don't know if you've heard of it. Yeah, I I have an idea of what it is, but please let the audience know. Okay, so people with binge eating disorder regularly and uncontrollably 
consume large amounts of food in short periods of time, just like uh, people with bulimia, you know? Uh, yeah. And, but unlike people with all other eating disorders, like anorexia or bulimia, they do not purge. Like, they just eat a lot, but they don't over-exercise or take laxatives, you know? So people yeah. with binge eating disorder often have overweight or obesity. And this may increase their risk of medical complications, you know, linked to excess weight, such as um, heart disease, strokes, and even type 2 di diabetes. And some people are overweight. And you may, some people just see um, an overweight person or a fat person, and they see them eat, and they do not think that may maybe they have a mental illness but it's also important to st state here that no matter what you weigh you're still a worthy person so no one absolutely no one has the right to tell anything to anyone about their physical appearance to anyone so if you see a person like that's overweight you do not have the right to tell them to eat less or exercise because you think you know their body better than they do. So I think it's really important to state this because we tend to really talk about other people's bodies. Like for example, I made about like years ago to myself not to compliment anyone on their body. So when I see a friend or someone that I'm with, whatever, I never say, oh, um, I love your body that way or whatever. I just say, hey, I love being with you. I like you as a person. You're amazing. You have a great personality, you know, because that's... The <laughs> there you go. You're being a better psychiatrist than most other psychiatrists and psychologists <laughs> that I've encountered. This is the honest truth, and I'm sure the audience is going to agree that that's like a type of reverse psychology where you're not putting pressure on someone having to look a certain way every time they see you because they want to compliment you're complimenting their personality, which is just who they are. Yeah, because when you never know, because you can't really know if someone has an eating disorder just by looking at them. So just if they have depression, if they smile, they don't have depression. No, that's not how it works. So if you go around telling people, hey, you're beautiful. Hey, you have a great body. Hey, mm, you look skinnier last summer. Some things like that that may be uh, little things to someone that can stop thinking about food it's destroying even if they if even if you tell someone that has an eating disorder something positive about their body they take it um as a drug you know it's like for example yeah. imagine that i have anorexia nervosa or binge eating disorder and you don't know and you tell hey you look great or have you been working out? You're skinnier. In my mind, that reproduces us. Hey, they value me now. If I gain weight, they did. They will not think that I'm better, that I'm a good person. Wow. You know. Yeah. So it it sets like a point. Like if I get um over this point, or below this point, whatever, they then I am not worth it. Wow, which is a very thin and fine mm -hmm. line, right? That if you cross it a little bit, 
it's a huge problem. If you go behind it a little bit, it's a yeah. huge problem. And that's wow. That's that's really really interesting. I did not know this about eating disorders. We all know about eating disorders, but how much do we really know about eating disorders? And now I'm realizing how much we need mm-hmm. to know about eating disorders. It's not about making ourselves hypochondriacs, like I said, but it's just about really understanding interaction with human beings. Exactly, also. because if you, um, I mean, we are so used to each other on the physical aspect, but you are not your body. You are you as a person. So why should I compliment on you, but that says nothing about you as a person? Because if I keep, if I only compliment someone on what about their being like i'm focusing my attention on something that may not be um that like maybe they can't control their body maybe they they have diabetes or uh any thyroid thyroid illness you know so you can Mm -hmm. always control your body so why keep why can keep we oh my god why do we keep complimenting each other on something that sometimes, most of the times, we do not have the control over? But we can choose to be kind, we can choose to be generous, and we do not compliment each other on that that often. Yeah. So I think it's really uh, interesting to think about that. So that was it for the first part of this episode about eating disorders.